In a world where everything is competing for your attention, God's voice can seem so distant. Join Pastor Eddie for an episode of Can You Hear Me Now? to gain clarity and insight on tuning out life's distractions. So we've been talking about the concept, no pain, no purpose. Um, In order to walk in what God has called us to do, there is suffering attached to it. And we've been talking about our need to be able to manage pain better, more effectively, and uh, how to get healing for when we go through difficult times. Now, in the first episode, I also mentioned how some pain comes from improper care or neglect. A lack of self-care will produce um, pain. That It will produce anxiety, trauma, stress all types of depression and things like that. So we're going to get into ways that we can prevent some of these unnecessary pains because there is already enough suffering attached to our purpose. Why, um, why should we add, um, unnecessary struggle, um, to what God has called us to do? So here's the thing though. Okay. God is really calling us from a place of of being functionally dysfunctional. So we've been very successful um, in dysfunction. And, you know, a lot of times if you, there, there are high functioning uh, addicts, for instance, you know, high functioning alcoholics. There are people who are depressed, but they're high functioning. There are people who struggle with anxiety, but they're high functioning. There are a lot of us who, are functioning in dysfunction. And so what's ultimately happened is, um, you know, we have gotten to the place where our gifts have made room for us, but our poor habits have not allowed us to maintain the levels um, that um, we walked in because of our gift opening doors for us. In other words, we have functioned enough to get to a certain place, but dysfunction um, has caused us to lose some of those opportunities or only keep them for a short amount of time. I remember a long time ago seeing an episode of Law and Order and this lady was a, a prosecutor and, but she was also a drunk. And so, you know, she would manage it very well. She was functionally dysfunctional. You know, she'd be drinking, 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 and it never really interfered with her work until one day she drunk, she got drunk and to a point that was out of control and she came into the courtroom the next day and she was still drunk. So your gift can make room for you and open doors for you and give you opportunities. But um, how much longevity do you have? And so we need to get into a place where we deal with a lot of these pains that have caused dysfunctional habits and, um, that limit us from keeping what God gives us. And so now it's really time to maximize and mature our habits. So really in this type of season, dysfunctional habits are not going to bear fruit. And so at the end of the day, if we're not planning things with longevity, then God's not really going to prosper because God doesn't want to hurt us um, so that we can have something that we want. He doesn't want our dysfunction 
uh, to destroy us on the next level or the next dimension of what he called us to do. So there are some things that we ask God for that he simply is not going to give us um, until so that he can keep us from falling and keep us from destroying ourselves. Because sometimes, people, you know, we want success and things like that. But there are millionaires who commit suicide. There are famous people who commit suicide all the time. And that's because you can be functional and dysfunctional at the same time. And so we really need to make sure that we are living lives um, that are really cultivating a positive and powerful mental health that God will be pleased for, pleased with, and that God can bless. If we're not healthy in our minds and our hearts, then we will have difficulty receiving the fullness of what God has for us. And he's going to hold it back. So let's dig into uh, the scripture about this. We're going to look at Mark 6 and 7 through 13. And then for the sake of time, we're going to jump to 30 and 32. Um, So Jesus here, and he called unto him the 12 and began to send them forth by two and two and gave them power over unclean spirits and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save only a staff, no script, no bread, no money in their purse, but be shod with sandals. So, hey, Jesus sending them out, giving them power over demons and saying, hey, don't take anything with it. So like you're just going out, <laughs> going out, but don't don't take any money with you. Don't take anything with you. Um, just put on sandals. And he said to them, in whatsoever place you enter into a house, there abide until you depart from that place. And whosoever will not receive you nor hear you, when ye depart, thence, shake the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And they went out and preached that men should repent, and they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. And the apostles gathered themselves unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat, and they departed into a desert place by ship privately. So, again, Jesus has sent the apostles out and gives them these instructions. Hey, don't take anything with you. Um, stay in the place. If they don't receive you, um, don't leave, leave any peace with them. And so they go out and they, they come back and they tell Jesus everything that's happened, what they taught, the things that God used them to do. But I really want to zone in on verse 31. He said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest for a while. So even Jesus uh, wanted the disciples to rest. One of the reasons that we suffer with depression, anxiety, guilt, fear, doubt, all of these painful things is because we don't take time to rest. You won't tolerate pain well or work effectively if you're restless. You need rest to function properly. I mean, look at your even physical body in the natural. If you don't get enough sleep, you are not going to be able to operate at optimum efficiency. And so 
And you may say, well, you know, I don't get enough sleep, but I do great. I'm do awesome. Well, again, we're talking about being functionally dysfunctional. And so you may be doing what you think is great, but maybe you're only doing good. Or maybe you think you're doing great, but you could be doing excellent or superior. And so we need to make sure that we're getting the rest that we need so that we can manage the tasks that God has given for us to do. We live in a, you know, a culture that is expressively busy. I mean, every moment there's something to do, somewhere to be. We're on the go, on the go, rushing, 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 rushing. And one of the things the Holy Spirit said to me, uh, particularly about those of us who are in America, he said that we live lives conditioned to anxiety because we do not take time to rest, because we, we are so busy, we do not take care of ourselves. And so we have to make sure that we are really getting a level of rest that pleases God. And so Jesus didn't want the disciples to have vacation depression. He wanted them to have real rest. So sometimes we don't rest because we have, you know, if we do take a break, we feel guilty about resting. It's like, oh, you know, I have this, that, 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 the other to do. And if I take this time to rest, then, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm wasting my time. One of the things that you need to know is if Jesus thinks rest is important, you should take rest seriously. And so we have to make sure that we're taking the proper time to ourselves. I want to give you some stats um, that I found both from some medical studies and from WebMD. Okay, women who don't take regular vacations in this study were two to three more times likely to be depressed compared to women who take regular vacations. Another study found that 12,338 men for nine years found that men who didn't take annual vacations had a 32% higher risk of death from heart attack and a 21% higher risk of death from all causes. One study analyzed surveys completed by women enrolled in the 20-year Framingham Heart Survey. Researchers found an eight times higher risk of heart attack among, and death among women who rarely took vacations every six years or less, compared to women who, take, uh, who took at least one vacation every two to five years. Okay, so rest is critical, not just for mental health, which we saw in one of the stats, but also for our even physical health and life expectancy. So talk about diet, health, and environment. What about the environment of your rest? How about, are you taking time to have for yourself to reflect, to engage, to recharge, to rebuild. If you're go, 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 when does God ever have time to speak with you? Uh, when does God ever have time to pour into you? Of course, if you are going 24-7 and you never have time to yourself, how are you not going to be depressed? How are those suicidal thoughts not going to come to you? How is it that you are going to be able to effectively battle demons when you are overworked, overloaded, and stressed unnecessarily. So Jesus didn't send his disciples out to rest so that they could worry about their workload at the same time. He didn't want them to have vacation depression. 
he he sent them to rest. You can't live in guilt and live in rest at the same time. They are competing forces. When you take your car out to 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 be uh, for for maintenance, you can't drive it at the same time. It's like you can't say, "Well, um, hey, Mister Mechanic, can you?" Um, put the oil in the car, change the oil while I'm driving because I have some things that I need to do. No, it doesn't work like that. If you're going to get the maintenance that you need for your spirit, soul, mind, and even body, you're going to have to have some schedule maintenance time, maintenance time when you stop. Okay. And so one of the reasons that a lot of us struggle with resting is because our self-esteem is attached to what we do. Our self-esteem is attached to our activity. And so it's difficult for us to just be alone um, by ourselves um, because we see our our insecurities and our deficiencies begin to manifest more. We don't like looking at ourselves in the mirror, even if it's in the spirit. We don't like dealing with ourselves. We only feel good when we're helping people. We only feel good when we're doing things for people. We don't feel uh, good when it's just us. So we avoid taking time to rest because then we really have to deal with ourselves. And that's the reason why a lot of people also have to always be around people because, hey, I don't want to deal with myself. I don't, I don't want to be uh, alone because I have to deal with myself. But you are more than your activities, okay? Because for one, you are a a soul. God gave you gifts and talents and things that are beyond what you're doing in the present season. Your activities now will probably will not be your same activities 10 years from now. And so if your self-esteem is so attached to your what you do and how you do it and when you do it, not only are you not going to get rest, you're not going to be able to move to a higher level because that may be something that God just wants you to do for a season and you're holding on to it as your identity. You are more than what you do. Okay, so we need to discipline ourselves to step back and to rest. Let's look at another passage of scripture, Luke 10 and 39 through 42. Mary and Martha. And she had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, this is amplified, was distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me alone to to serve alone? Tell her then to help me to lend a hand and do her part with me. But the Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things. There is need of only one or but a few things. Mary has chosen the good portion that which is to her advantage, which shall not be taken away from her. So we see here two sisters, one who is busy and occupied and working and another who is seated at the feet of Jesus. And so the funny thing is that Martha has the unmitigated gall to interrupt the Messiah while he is imparting and pouring himself out on Mary. And so a lot of people never rest because they're distracted with much serving. 
is everything on your plate from God? Is everything that's on your schedule what you have to do? Is everything that you're doing required? For If it is, are the ways that you're handling your time the, the best and most efficient way to deal with things? You may be saying, I don't have enough time, but maybe you're not managing your time well enough. You may be saying, I don't have enough time, but maybe you're doing more than what you can do with your time. And so Martha was so busy being distracted by her serving, she didn't see that it wasn't even time to serve. It was a time to be served. And so a lot of us miss moments to receive help, support, rest, recovery, refreshing because we are serving when we should be receiving. And so busyness can distract us from the miracles of restoration that Jesus has available to us. I'm not sure what Jesus said to Mary, but we do know that she received the good portion. She received that which was to her advantage. She received something that could not be taken away from her. How many things have we not received that Jesus wanted to give us? How many things have been taken away from us because we didn't get them from Jesus? When we don't spend time with him, when we don't get that rest, when we don't step away from the busyness of life, then we're going to miss some things that cannot be taken away from us. So we need to make sure that we step away and we take our vacations, literally need to take vacations, and that we take time to rest even throughout the week. We have time to reflect, to recover, to rebuild, and that we also have time with the Lord. Prayer should not be a task, but as it was for Mary, it should be a conversation where we are refreshed, restored, and renewed. Now, I also want you to consider this, a, a reason why we can't take vacations, and I've even heard people say they can't pray because of this. Um... A lot of times we can't rest because we live lifestyles of procrastination. Procrastinators never rest because they rest while they should be working and they work while they should be resting. Even their rest is restless because in the midst of their rest, their mind is bogged down with the fact that they have so many incomplete assignments. Procrastination is a ungodly spirit and it needs to be we need to hate it like we hate cancer we need to hate it and come against it we come against homosexuality we come against fornication we come against lying stealing cheating we come against all of these things but we don't we don't come against procrastination we're comfortable with procrastination we're comfortable with wasting time and one of the major ways, which I'll teach you in another series that we'll talk about, um, some of the best procrastinators are busy people. Because we have so many things to do, we put things on the back burner that should be at the forefront because we're busy. And so a lot of people cannot rest because they procrastinate. So a key to coming out of procrastination 
is resting. And again, why are we talking about rest and vacation and all these things? Because depression, anxiety, all of those, a lot of those things come from the fact that we live lives conditioned toward them. We, we go, all we do is go to work and go home. And even when we get home, we have a bunch of work to do. We go to work, we go to school, we go home, and we go to bed. And we wake up and we do the same thing the next day. There is no fun. There is no enjoyment. There is no pleasure. We don't spend time with our families. We are just busy, 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 busy. And we wonder why we're stressed out. We wonder why we feel overwhelmed. We wonder why we have suicidal thoughts. We wonder why all of these things. And what we want to do is we want to medicate everything out. There are some people who are taking depression medication, but really they need to have one day per week where they're not working. They're taking medication, but they need to spend quality time with their family. They're taking medication because they're on a job that's working them 70 hours a week. And so they they don't have any rest. And so we really have to look at our lives and be careful that we are not distracted by much serving. And not all the serving that we're doing is for the Lord. Not all the serving that we're doing is for the gospel message. We're doing a lot of serving to feel better about ourselves. We're doing a lot of serving to advance our own agendas. We're doing a lot of serving to help other people. But is it for the Lord? A lot of the the serving that we're doing um, is a distraction. And so fear and anxiety... Um, often fuels our effort. We're not doing it for the spirit of the Lord. We're doing it out of the spirit of fear and anxiety, right? So Martha was 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 busy with with much serving. Oh, you know, I I have to. Jesus is here. I have to. I have to get the food ready. I have to take care of this. I have to. I mean, it, this is an emergency. It has to be done right now in this way. And so we live lives fueled by the spirit of fear. We're afraid of the consequences of not working. We're afraid of what's going to happen if we take a break. We're afraid of what's going to happen if we're not there for that meeting. We're afraid to take a week off. We're afraid of what's going to happen. I'm going to insert this here for you. Some people's like, well, you know, I have to work. There's no way I could ever take a vacation. You know, I'm paid hourly. How, you know, there's, there's, you know, how could I ever do something like that? I don't want you to focus on why you can't. I want you to f- think about how you can. Because you serve the God of heaven and earth. And so there is time where you can take a break. Maybe you plan ahead. And maybe you can work overtime for two days this month. Um, so that And you set that money aside so that you have it. So you can take two days off next month. I mean, there are ways that we can look at to get this done. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you if you're having trouble, okay? So we cannot make excuses for why we don't get rest. I mean, he there was a Sabbath in the Old Testament. Rest matters, but restlessness is the inheritance of the anxious. It, it is your inheritance. If you are restless, uh, if you're anxious, restlessness, is, is it belongs to you. Um, it is yours, and that's 
what you're going to reap. And so that's not what God wants you to inherit. He wants you to inherit his peace, his joy, his love, his comfort, his strength, not restlessness. And so if you're living a fear-based, fear-fueled lifestyle, you're going to be restless even if you take a vacation. And so one of the things that we need to know to resolve this is that trust that while you're resting, Jesus is working. That's what we have to understand. While you are resting, Jesus is working. While you're resting, Jesus is working. If you look back at um, that chapter in, in Mark, Jesus sent the disciples off, but he continued to operate in ministry while they were gone. So you need to know that while you are recovering and recharging, Jesus is working on that which you cannot work on. But don't try to be Jesus. Don't try to be God and live without rest as if you are God. You don't have that capacity. And so because you're unwilling to let it go, God can't hold God can't work on it. If you have to have it, that means God doesn't have it. So whether it's your job, your family, school, whatever it is, you have to allow yourself time to rest and recover so that God can deal with uh, what's dealing with you. You need that strength. A lot of people would have um, a higher quality of life, of mental health, of peace, if they would simply take time to rest. So take a vacation, take a break. Even if it's just for a day, take some time to yourself. Rest and relax. Because we don't need you having uh, anxiety, depression. We don't need you being suicidal because you don't get the rest that you need. I mean, I remember times of not getting enough sleep. I mean, living a life of sleeplessness and not really taking care of myself and and my body felt horrible and I really I literally just didn't want to like exist it's like oh I just really don't want to do this it's like I'm always so tired and it, it's depressing it causes anxiety when you do not get the rest that you need and so for some of you that is even physical just sleep not just a vacation you need to go to sleep you need a bedtime and you need to go to sleep so that you can um, move in health and move um, with ease. A lot of people don't want to do their purpose because it requires work and effort. And that effort seems insurmountable when you're not rest well rested. Get your rest. Whether it's vacation, whether it's sleep, whatever you need to do, whether it's prayer, get your rest and be in the bosom of God. Because you're going to need it for what God has called you to do and where you're going. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay connected. If this blessed you, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.